Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Point of Focus podcast. In this episode, I have something very special. We're featuring Shiraz Babu. He's the owner of Energetic Magic, and he's a transformational specialist who teaches you how to rewrite your reality and live life as if it was magic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shiraz Babu. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on your show. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. Thanks for being here. Okay. So what are we doing today? So, well, I'm showcasing you. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how do you help people transform their reality? So I help people by identifying what the actual problems they have in their lives are, because most people don't know what their actual problems are. They think they do, but the, the problem that they're looking at is often a solution to another problem that they're not looking at. And because you keep trying to fix the wrong problem, it, it keeps coming back or it just doesn't go away and you get really, really frustrated. And, it, you know, I've seen person after person go through this in their lives and I went through it for a big chunk of my life. Like I used to be really fit. I started in 20, uh, at the age of 22, I was in university. I was studying molecular genetics and I, the, everything was going great for me. And I just figured, okay, this is it. This is going to be an amazing life. The world is my oyster. But the world didn't give me pearls. It gave me arthritis. And I don't mean like my body hurt arthritis. I mean pain in every single joint in my body. There were nights where I sipped my dinner through a straw because my jaw was so swollen and in pain. So that just suddenly became my life within a matter of months of the first signs of pain. And it, not what I expected at all. And I had to start living my life with this condition. I'd spend weeks in bed in pain. Eventually I learned to tolerate the pain so I, I could actually start living a life. But while I'm moving slowly and awkwardly, people thought, well, I just have a little trouble walking, but it was actually me for a long time, just trying not to show that I'm ready to scream from the amount of pain that I'm in. And this is what happens with a lot of people that are arthritis. They, you don't realize what they're going through and they're, they're expending two to 10 times as much energy to do the same things you're doing. But meanwhile, their bodies are deteriorating. So the joints are, are deforming and you're just trying to get through life. And I tried medication, supplements, diets, uh, even tried things like acupuncture and things would work for a while and then just stop working. And it was, it was really frustrating. But the, the hardest part was seeing my mom because my mom had had rheumatoid arthritis too. She, she was in a wheelchair at this point. And I could see the look of guilt on her face because she figured she'd pass this down to me. And my pain is her fault because you know how parents are. <laughs> and, and I had to just keep her like in the space, like this is not on you. This is just the life, what life has chosen. This is for me. But that's, that was my life for a while. And it wasn't until almost 20 years later that I was having a conversation with my dad. And I said, is there anything we haven't tried? Something like that's just out there. Let's give it a shot. And he said, there's this thing called con combined therapy that's being done over in India. And they have success with multiple illnesses. And that caught my attention because it's usually you go to someplace for arthritis. So you go for cancer or you go for diabetes. And this was everything, which made no sense to me. So I get on a plane, I get over to India, and I expected to meet this guy because it's India. I expected him to be like some Reiki guy going, okay, we're going to heal you. <laughs> and and uh, 
But all he did was sit down and talk to me for two weeks, almost like a psychiatrist, except it wasn't trying to solve any of my problems. He was just gathering information. And then after the two weeks, he says, okay, Shiraz, here's the problem. You believe you're responsible for everyone in your life. And I said, no, I don't. And he said, no, I know you don't think that consciously, but from what you've told me, everything that's gone on in your life, you have created a belief that you have to be responsible for everyone in your life. And I said, okay, I know I'm a responsible guy, but everyone, that's just, that's too much. And I said, but wait a sec, what does that even have to do with arthritis? And he said, well, you don't want to be responsible for everyone. And I said, yeah. He said, and if you're lying in bed in pain, you don't have to be responsible for anyone. It's the solution to a problem you don't even realize you have. And I was like, that's messed up, right? So he said, yeah, but most chronic illnesses are solutions to problems people don't realize they have, right? It, it gets you out of, of feeling guilty for being responsible or stops you from going to a job you hate or keeps you, uh, has, has people taking care of you because you feel you're not allowed to for some reason, but if you're sick, you can be taken care of. There's all these reasons people create these illnesses. And this is what you've done. And I said, okay, but if what you're saying is true, then all I have to do is say, I'm not gonna be responsible for anyone but me and the arthritis should go away. And he said, if you mean it, if you actually believe it deep down that you're not responsible for anyone but you, then the arthritis should, you should go away, you won't need it anymore. So I said, okay, I'm not gonna be responsible for anyone but me. And I woke up the next morning, no pain, no inflammation, more mobility. <laughs> I could even breathe better. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, just checking. I'm like moving my arms and stuff. I'm lifting my legs. I'm like, this is so weird. This can't happen. You can't just get out of something you've had for 20 years overnight. And yet there it was. So I went out. There's, there was a track uh, where, where I was staying. And I would, I just would go out on the track as during those times where I was just talking to this guy. And I, at that point I was doing like this old man shuffle, right. And, and I'm sort of hunched over and, and just trying to get it. And I'm getting passed by people that are in the sixties and seventies on this track, but now I'm out and I'm passing other people. I'm passing people that are younger than me. And they're like, what the hell? Cause they've been watching me for these past few years. They're like, what's going on with this guy? And I'm like, this is so bizarre, but that was it. It was all that one belief that was the arthritis was the solution to my problem. It wasn't the problem. Right. Wow. And so now I found out this isn't just about illness. This is why you keep having bad relationships. This is why you don't have money showing up. This is why your career isn't going the way you want, because that problem, if it's consistent, it's not a problem. It's a solution. And that's what I help people with. I find out what the actual problem is. Wow. Wow. So like, what kind of steps would you take? Um, I guess just conversation would be how you would dig that out of them. So one of the things I've learned over the years is to be able to tell when someone's conscious beliefs match their unconscious beliefs, right? It's a skill you can develop and I actually teach classes on this. So when I'm talking to you, if you were to say something like, you know, I'd really like to make an extra hundred thousand dollars this year, Chances are I'd say, no, you don't. That did not come up true. <laughs> Let's find out why that didn't come up true so we can actually fix the problem. And the money thing is a very common one. And the most common belief I found with the money problem is you're in the back of your mind, you've already projected out to what happens after you have the money. And when you have the money, 
then suddenly you have friends and family that know you have all this money. And they're like, ooh, can you invest in my project? Can I borrow some money? Can you help out Uncle Phil? Like all these things. And you don't want to have those conversations. You don't want to get angry at people asking for money. You don't want to feel guilty for not giving money to people. And so your brain always looks for the simplest, easiest solution. And so if you don't want to have those conversations, your brain goes, well, if we don't have the money, we don't have to worry about those conversations. So I'll just make sure that we don't make that much money. Wow. So like, basically you're saying a lot of people are holding like an umbrella from better health, better relationships, more wealth. Yes. Um, wow. So how can we close the umbrella? How do we uh, dig into that for ourselves? So there's two big questions you can ask yourself on this. And number one is what is the benefit to this situation, right? And the answer you're going to get right off the bat is there's no benefit because that's where you are. But if you really start to, to dig down and think, okay, what's the benefit? Then answers are going to start popping up in your head. And some of them may seem ridiculous, but if they're popping up in your head, that's running in your subconscious. The other thing you can ask is, what do I think will happen if the situation changes? So for like the money thing, like if, if I get the money, then suddenly I have to deal with all these people. I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to stay here. And that, that sort of leads back to that. That's the benefit is you don't have to deal with those people, but it, it's basically giving you two ways to look at what the possibilities are without this, this illness or this lack of money or never being in a relationship or always being in a bad relationship, whatever it is. And you just follow the breadcrumbs. And sometimes there's one key belief. Like for me, it was that one belief did that and everything fell apart. But more often, there's all these little beliefs, right? And so for instance, for like me, healing from the arthritis, like when I got rid of the arthritis, the damage didn't magically heal, just the pain and the inflammation went away. So I'm still repairing my body and that's a process. And I'm willing to go through that process because I get stronger, I get more mobility. It's just getting better each day. You have to be willing to do both. You have to be willing to have miracles show up and long, arduous processes show up and everything in between. If you're not, if you're strictly looking for miracles, you're not going to get this, the results you want. So, and that's yeah. where a lot of people also get stuck is like, I want it now. I need to fix this now. I need like everything to switch over now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right aligned with my thinking as well. Um, as soon as you realize what you need, the circumstances will arrange in your life. Mm -hmm. um, but identifying that is the first step. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. So do you have a, like a system you take people through or a course? So I have a monthly program called the monthly magic program. And in it, we, we meet twice a month in, in a group and people just bring up what, what is keeping them stuck that month. We find out what the beliefs are and shift it. And the cool thing is in the group, if I get to like the fifth person and I say, okay, what, what do you want to work on? They'll say, well, first of all, I want to thank person one and two and four, because I had that stuff. I didn't know I had that stuff. And now it's been shifted for me. So, so you get this benefit of the group dynamic and, and then you get the personal shifting on your own because I'm, I'm just going to call out anything that's coming up for me. And it's, and, you know, I don't do it in like, you're lying. It's just like, no, that's not actually coming up true. And, and then people get it. Okay. Okay. Well, let's find out what's wrong. What's going on here. So That's really yeah. awesome. So yeah. how do people get involved with this? 
So uh, you can just go to my website and uh, energeticmagic.com and look up the monthly magic program. The other thing we have in the program is an app that gives you daily exercises to rewire your brain to create more positive results, to get less reactive to other people and to reframe the way you think into a new way. Because a lot of times you have an automatic reaction to what people say about certain things. This The app teaches you how to not get that reaction and be better, be, be better basically. And I've, I found this is so useful because you're, you're thinking every day. And I've been on courses where people meet once a month, right? And, and, uh, and, but you're thinking every day, you need to work on it every day. And it's not like it's a lot of work. We're talking about a minimum of 12 minutes a day, and it's broken up into two or three minute chunks. So if you can't find a few two or three minute chunks in your day to, to work on yourself, there's a big problem going on at that point. The bigger problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More time management. That's really, really cool. I mean, if I could pick three things that I would like to improve in my life, obviously business success, uh, maintaining great health, um, and amazing relationships, right? Like those are the three things I think almost everybody would love in abundance so it's interesting though because you you had some resistance on business success not oh, so really? much on health and relationships okay yeah awesome uh that you picked that up well my business is i'm constantly investing in and working on you know what i mean still waiting yeah. for the great success but uh, i know it's a process it is a process and it, it all depends what you've been taught about success like one of the things that I had to get out of was that the more success I create, the more work I have to do and the more responsibility I have. And so that limited my success for a long time. But now I've stepped out of that story and I'm like, okay, the more success I have, I can create less responsibility because I'm delegating to, to people. And, you know, and, I, and that means I'm also doing less work. And so as a result, my business grows and grows and people come in to add components that need to be added. And it's kind of cool because when you, when you get into that flow, things tend to show up magically, right? One of, one of the biggest things that stopped me was I'm responsible for my business. I'm responsible for everything that happens in my business. And I, I'm the one that makes sure it gets done right. And so I would try to hire people and they'd be incompetent or they want to go in directions I didn't want to go in. And I was sitting there going, see, this is it. I have to do everything myself because this is what happens when I try to hire people. But what was actually happening was I was picking people that would demonstrate that I had to do everything myself right? so that I could stay in my story and justify it and feel good about the, how much work I did in my business. And when I stepped out of that, then people started showing up that actually complemented my business so I could say, okay, I feel safe giving this to you now. <laughs> nice. Yes, absolutely. You be creative. It'll yeah. be 10 times better for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. so sorry, were you about to say something? I'm just saying like that, that's what happens with a lot of people with, with business. There's these beliefs that come up on what happens as your business grows that start to sabotage what's going on with your business. 100%. Mm -hmm. Myself included, right? Yeah. I mean, even me, like, it's not like everything is perfect for me. It's just that Every time I, I, I see my business grow, I'll hit a, a barrier. And then I, I, I have to go through self-reflection. Okay, why did I stop here? Why is this as much money I was going to make? Why is this the most people I can employ? 
And then I find out what the beliefs are and then it goes up a little more. And then we hit another barrier and then you go through it. So it's, it's not like you'll clear something and then everything's changed and you don't have to worry about it in your life. Everything is this process. Gotcha. So it just keeps coming up with little hurdles that you keep having to jump over. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any stories you'd like to share on any of your clients? Sure. Uh, speaking of just like the business and the money component, one of my clients, I've been working with her for a while and we got her business built up and she was doing really well. I think she was at um, uh, 150K a year or something. And then she she plateaued. She just couldn't get her business going. And we we started looking into it and we found out that on Christmas and Thanksgiving, she'd get together with her extended family. And once they started drinking, they would trash talk rich people. Mm. And she was making enough money that if she made any more money, she'd consider herself rich. <laughs> so, wow. right. And so it's not just that she'd be trash talked by her family. She's one of the people doing the trash talking too. So she'd basically be trash talking herself. <laughs> so I had to get her out of this belief that you have to worry about what they think and that rich people are bad because it was at the two fronts is what she actually thought of rich people. So she's going to stop from being one, but she's also, what are people going to think of me if I'm a rich person? When we got her out of that belief, her, her business doubled over the next year. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing what can happen. And you don't realize you're sabotaging yourself. You just think that's how hard it is, or that there's just a problem that can't be solved, but there's always a way through it. You won't see it unless you're willing to see it. Yeah. It's unconscious, right? So these are all yeah. unconscious things until you start examining them. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Do you and have any like little uh, tools and stuff like that that people get to take away? Sure. One of the things is reframing. So there was a uh, experiment done back in 1969. It's become very famous in the mindset circles with a basketball team in college. And the professor broke the team up into three groups and he had each of the groups practice their free throws. And so he got what the average free throw was for each person. Then for the next month, he had one group sit in a classroom and do nothing for an hour every day. And they were the control group. He had another group uh, actually practice free throws for an hour every single day. And then the third group sat in the classroom and imagined doing the free throws every single day. And at the end of the month, the group that just sat and did nothing showed no improvement, which was to be expected. The group that practiced showed a 23% increase in their results, sorry, 24%. And then the group that just imagined practicing the free throw showed a 23% increase in their results. Nice. So you're nodding. It sounds like you know this one. <laughs> heard this one. So I'm loving it. Yeah. And so that just shows your brain doesn't care if you're actually doing something or imagining it, it's processing everything as real. Right. And so if you, for like for even the small thing, like if you, Grab your cell phone every time there's a beep off it. That's a habit. That's an addiction that you've got. But if you start imagining yourself hearing the beep and just ignoring it and continuing doing your work, eventually you're going to start ignoring that phone and then your actions are going to match what you're imagining. And then eventually that's just going to be who you are. And this also applies to if you react to people um, giving you criticism or you know if you think that uh, people look at you a certain way and always think something and you you can change your reaction by imagining yourself reacting a different way. And eventually that's who you will become. 
Now you want to add the physical plus the mental so that eventually that it all just comes together. But you can start off with doing just the mental exercises and it doesn't have to take a long time. Like just imagining those reactions can take like 10 seconds or 30 seconds. And then you do it a few times a day and you're building those mental muscles. You're actually rewiring the neurons in your brain to the new path, but people don't do it. (laughs) Visualization. Absolutely. You have to imagine things before they become reality. Yep. Right. And that's the way everything is created, right? We imagine it and then we create it. Yes. Awesome. So do you have people go as far as like rewriting their entire life story or? Yeah. So I'm one of, one of my clients, she's, she's the one I'm just most proud of because she just gets this to a level that none of my other clients get. And she gets that. It's not just you're changing you you're changing reality around you. And one of the most profound moments she had was she, she runs a, a big you know, multi-million dollar company and they do a event each year, 3,000 3, people in the industry show up. And it was two days before the event and she called me and she goes, there's only 1,500 people coming this year. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I said, but don't people, most people just jump on the last minute. She goes, no, no, no. I've been doing this event for years. The numbers are low. There's going to be 1500 people instead of 3000. So I said, okay, why don't you want them to show up? And she thought about it and she went, I'm hosting. I'm like, haven't you been hosting? She goes, no, no, no. I've been running it. I haven't been hosting. I'm going to be up on stage this time. And I'm like, oh, okay. So what are you worried about? She goes, well, what if I say something stupid? What if I look like an idiot? What if I insult the person I'm interviewing when I've got the guests on? And I'm like, oh, so if you do happen to screw up, you want as few people to see the screw up as possible. So you've already halved the audience. Wow. All right. And that's it. She, some, you can connect to all these people and actually decrease your audience or increase your audience, decrease your customers, increase your customers based on your beliefs. It's incredible. And so we, we, got, we went through uh, some processes, got her out of those beliefs. And two days later, 8,000 people attended the event. <laughs> right? Wow. They broke records. And then she came back the next month. She goes, I want to go for 20. And we got her up to 14. <laughs> we didn't get to 20. But it, was, but it was just a matter of she gets it. Let's just clear these things out so things around me change. And the, the coolest one was just a little while ago, uh, like uh, last month, she calls me up and she goes, my my boyfriend and my brother keep fighting. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I said, do you want me to make appointments with them? She goes, no, you taught me that everything that shows up in my life is because a part of me wants it to show up. So a part of me wants them to fight. I got to figure out what that part is. So that's what we have to figure out. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's funny funny because I'm thinking, yeah, I did teach you that. And I'm ignoring it as I'm asking the question, should I make an appointment with them? (laughs) But she gets it. She gets it to that level. That's amazing. so we worked on it. We spent an hour working on it. And she called me four hours later. She goes, they stopped fighting. They're getting along now. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is how powerful we are. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I believe it hundred percent. It's the entire point I'm doing this entire podcast, right? I want people to really focus on the positive things and just pay no attention to negative stuff from now on. Like as little as possible. You spend as little as time. You know what I mean? Focus the yep. problem. Okay, cool. What's the solution? Um, solution-based mindset, really. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. So I've been asking this to people. If you can plant one seed in my mind that would grow into something if I focus on it, what would that be? What would be the, the one little seed you'd plant? To focus on? Mm-hmm. Basically being happy and loving yourself and being silly with yourself without anyone, like without you caring what anyone thinks. See, one of the things I've found in this world is if you're too happy, people treat you differently. Like what the hell's wrong with you? Are you on drugs? And so you diminish your happiness. But the happier you are, the more joyful you are, the more you give permission around you for other people to come up and be that joyful and happy, even though some people are like, what the hell is wrong? Eventually it just becomes infectious and it starts at home. So when I'm just at home, I'm always just goofing around, um, being, being a smart ass, even if there's no one around, you know, it's this place of playful love for myself without going into full on arrogance, but it's like, I'll, I'll be walking by one of the mirrors. I'm like, Hey, you're looking good today. <laughs> like it's just, and, and, you know, singing, uh, just, just goofing around, laughing at my own jokes. And that builds that love for me. That builds that joy, which affects every relationship around me and also affects what I'm capable of, because the more you love yourself, the more you give your per- yourself permission to do more and be more. So that would be the one thing. Awesome. Absolutely. Cultivate a playful heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your entire day will be better every time you do. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, I, th- I think that's, that's the big one. And just always, always remember that every thought you're having is going out and attracting something in. And if your thoughts are, I don't have enough money, I'm never going to get where I want, whatever it is, that's what you're creating. So remember, every, every thought matters. And the sooner you start to think, think happy thoughts, like in Peter Pan, and, and successful thoughts and loving thoughts, the more that's going to show up in your life. And I know it can be hard, especially if you're going through tough times. But if you remember that it's beliefs first and reality second, not the other way around, then you can start focusing on the beliefs, ignoring the reality, and the reality will start to change around you. It just happens. Amazing. I believe that wholeheartedly. Cool. Wholeheartedly. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on the Point of Focus podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Shiraz Babu. Have a good one, guys.